Good morning and welcome to the Gathering Church. My name is John Mark Redwine. I'm the lead pastor. So good to have you guys with us today. Man, I tell you what, I'm a little disappointed I can't go to that um, delight event. I don't know. I feel a little bit left out. I would really like to be there. Listen, if you don't know April night, you don't know what you're missing if you don't sign up for that event. She is so talented and gifted, and she's got around her some incredibly talented and gifted women. And so, ladies, you best be signing up because it's going to fill up, and you're going to feel real sad if you don't get to go. And, and guys, listen, Valentine's Day is coming up, all right? Valentine's Day is coming up, and so you better treat your lady right this year. Get her a registration for delight. Come on now. Now they're going to be disappointed in you if you don't because the pastor said to, so I done set you up. All right. Well, hey, guys, today I, I, I'm so excited um, to start this brand new series, man. It, this is a, a start of a brand new series. It's such a great time to, to come to the Gathering Church for the first time. So if today is your first time joining us, man, we're so honored to have you here. You know, our goal is to have more than a church service with you today. We, we want to take you on a process of steps. You'll hear a lot, of, a lot of talk about steps at the gathering because we want to make it so easy for you to figure out what your next steps are. We don't want you to just be in one place forever. We want you to take a step and then take another step and then take another step to get closer and closer to the purpose God created you to live in. And so the steps that we lay out are simple. First, we want you to know God. We don't want you to just go to church. We want you to experience God. We want you to experience your creator. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, today's the perfect day to start one. And then after that, we want you to find freedom because maybe you've got something in your life that it's time for you to be free from. Maybe you've got some, some habit, some addiction, some pain, some hurt in your life that it's time to say goodbye to, to break free from, and to walk into a better future. And once we've done that, we'll be able to see a little bit clearer. Our, our, our future path will light up a little bit more and we'll be able to discover our purpose. And once you discover your purpose, you're only moments away from making a difference by serving God in that purpose. And so that's our goal here at The Gathering. That's what we want to walk you through. You'll hear a lot of talk about those steps here. We do a lot of it. That we, Our last series that we started the year on was focused in on this a lot as we talked about getting healthy. This series is specifically about our second step, finding freedom. Because finding freedom is hard. Finding freedom is something that, that takes a lot of intentional effort. And this, this is the one step that a lot of people get hung up on. Because to know God is so easy. He, he lays it out for you. He, he welcomes you into relationship with Him, asking nothing in return. But what He desires for you is abundant life that only comes from freedom from the things that have been holding you down for your entire life. And so we want to walk that process with you. We believe we find freedom in community. And so this whole series is dedicated to understanding that Jesus wants us to be free. Jesus wants you to be free. He wants you to be free. Do you believe that today? Maybe you're nodding your head yes, but in your heart, you're still struggling to believe that. You're still struggling to believe that you can be free. Let's look at some scripture this morning as we uncover this truth a little bit. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, it says, this is Jesus' mission statement in this gospel. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He wants people to know God. He wants to lead people to know God. He has sent me to proclaim freedom 
for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind and to set the oppressed free. The translation we're more familiar with says to set the captives free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. If you keep reading that passage, he goes on to say he wants you to discover your purpose and to make a difference in that purpose. Jesus came. He bled and died for this purpose, that you would find freedom, that you could be free. Jesus said it right here that his purpose in coming was to set you free. It's his desire for you. And through his spirit, he's got the power to set us free so that we can live life to the fullest. Jesus works hard to set us free, but there is another force in this life, one that we're going to talk about in this series. And it's one that we, we try to avoid maybe often in, in today's world because it's, it's uncomfortable to talk about. But you've got an enemy in this life, someone who fights hard to keep us prisoners to the things that hold us down, to all of our baggage. Your enemy is the devil, and he is working against us. Look at Acts 10.38. Here's a promise we can hold on to. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. 1 John 3.8 takes it a step further and says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And so maybe you're in here this morning and you've been struggling with this idea that maybe there's freedom for you, that you've heard us talk about it, but you don't really believe in your heart that you can accept that freedom, that it's for you, that the work required to get there is too great, you don't have the means, you can't walk in freedom today. And I want you to know that you believe that because you have an enemy who's put that lie in your heart. And today, in this series, as we get going, but specifically today, we're going to break those lies. We believe that Jesus has the power to free us from the things that are holding us captive. And so this, this, is, this is going to be a powerful series. We're calling it Breaking Free, and today's message is titled, The Truth About Lies. If you have your Bible, turn with me to 2 Corinthians 10, uh, verses 3 through 5. We talked through this passage a little bit in week one of our series on health that we started the year with, but there is so much that we need to learn from this passage that we're going to focus in on it for this whole series. It's going to be our focal passage for this series. So open up with me to verse three this morning. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We're going to talk about strongholds today. Strongholds. Strongholds. Listen to me. We've got areas of our life that have a hold of us and will not let us go. Strongholds. Maybe this is a bit of a churchy word. Maybe it's a, one of those things that we, sometimes we get our own language in the church that if you're coming in for the first time, it's hard to understand. So let me define it for you real quick. Let me break it down. A stronghold is a wall of lies built around your heart. A stronghold is a fortress of frustration locked into your mind. It's something that you have a hard time breaking free from. It's an area, could be any area, could be mental, emotional, physical, could be sexual, could be guilt, could be anger, could be addiction, that you simply feel that there is no freedom from in your life. When you have a stronghold, you're a prisoner locked by a deception. 
You are living your life believing something that is not true. Do you know how they train an elephant to stay in his pen at the zoo? This is going to be very sad for you if you're an animal lover. This is true. And so elephants are large animals. If you've not seen one, they're very large, uh, over 100 pounds. And (laughs) elephants get to the zoo, and what they do is they put a heavy chain around the animal fixed to an immovable point. And the elephant gets used to living life with this chain. He gets used to the fact that he's only got so far he can go before the chain keeps him from moving any further. And over time, it becomes just a fact for the elephant. In fact, the elephant gets so trained by it, so used to it, that the trainers, after just a few months of it living like this, will go in and remove that heavy chain and will instead attach a light rope, a very simple rope, sometimes tied to that point, sometimes not tied to anything at all. But that elephant won't go anywhere. He won't try to break free. He won't, he won't leave that pen and trample hundreds of innocent zoo, zoo viewers because he still believes he's a prisoner. He believes, he feels this small rope and believes that he's still in the same chain that had him captive before. Now this elephant could break that chain anytime it wants to because it's an elephant. But it believes it's a prisoner and so it behaves like a prisoner. He can break free, but he doesn't believe he can break free. You can break free. Listen to me. You can break free. But you're going to have to believe that you can break free. You're going to have to stop behaving like a prisoner if you want to break free. When I was growing up, I had a dog named Teddy. Uh, He lived in my parents' house, and I moved out of the house. Teddy remained because he was a stubborn dog. And, uh, and uh, Teddy had the, this shock collar that would keep him in the yard. When we built the house, we put the invisible fence in. Again, animal lovers are not happy with me for a second time this morning. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, when we moved into this house, I did test it out. I put the collar on and I sprinted across the yard. And it did deliver quite a shock, but I was okay, all right? And so... That was fine. All right? I was 14 years old. It was invincible. And so Teddy, he experienced one or two of these shocks while trying to escape to his freedom. Trying to become a free dog, he received one or two quick reminders that he was captive to that yard. Well, a, a few years later, that fence line got broken by some yard work. But Teddy didn't know that. And instead of getting the fence repaired, we realized that we didn't have to do that at all because as long as we put that collar on Teddy and we sent him outside, he would never try to escape. You see, that fence didn't have any authority over Teddy anymore. It didn't affect him at all. But Teddy gave authority to that fence line anyways. Listen, we've got to stop giving authority to the lies in our life that tell us we are still prisoners. If you believe in Jesus, if you've entered into a relationship with him, you have everything you will ever need for the freedom that you desire. When you enter into a relationship with Jesus, the devil doesn't have authority over you anymore. His lies don't have authority over you anymore. And those strongholds don't have authority over you anymore. Jesus went to the cross when he bled and died for you. He took that authority from the devil and he gave it back to you. The devil only has that authority in our life. These strongholds only have that authority in our life if we give it to them. Listen, you can be free. You can be free. And in this series, my goal is to convince you of that. 
And if it's not enough, if it's not enough, the next three weeks isn't enough, then listen, I'd encourage you, if this is really you this morning, and, I, and you're hearing all this, and you're just shaking your head saying, no, it's not true for me, I've tried, you don't know, Pastor, you don't know my past, you don't know my history, you don't know what I'm dealing with, you don't know what I have to go home to today, then I would encourage you to get in one of these freedom groups. Because everything we're going to talk about in this series, they're going to talk about for 13 weeks. And so if you need that 13 weeks, it's not too late. There's room for the, in the men's group and there's room in the women's group. Join a freedom group if you need this truth today. But over the next three weeks, I'm going to talk about three specific areas of strongholds in our life that we get absolutely trapped in. And my goal is just to convince you that you can be free from them. And so we're going we're gonna to start by figuring out what a stronghold is. Let me define a stronghold for you. If there, here's a few different ways that you might know whether or not you've got a stronghold in your life. Strongholds do these things. First, they steal our focus. They steal our focus. You can't concentrate on what matters in your life because your mind gets so focused on this thing that absolutely doesn't. And you know what I'm talking about if you have a stronghold in your life, you know, guys, maybe it's you're watching TV and that commercial comes on. You know the one. That commercial, it's a Hardy's commercial, most likely. And from that moment forward, your mind is fixed on a point. You feel like you've got no option except to act on this stronghold of your life. You can't think about anything else. You can't focus on anything else. You tell yourself, this is just chemical. This isn't even my fault that this is happening. But you've got a stronghold in your life and it's stealing your focus. Second thing they do is they cause us to feel controlled. One of the most common things that I hear is that it doesn't feel like a choice. It feels like compulsion. It feels like a requirement of me. It feels like it's something broken in my brain that forces me to do these things or to feel this way or to respond this way or to speak this way. Like being trapped by something. It makes you believe even that this is who you are. A stronghold wraps itself up in your very identity. And it won't let go. I can't get away from it. This is who I am. That's a lie. That's a lie. Third thing stronghold do. They consume our emotional energy. It, it drains your being. Makes you feel emotionally exhausted to fight against this stronghold. They distract us from our purpose. Maybe you already found Jesus, but you're really struggling to find freedom. Did you know that the devil doesn't give up on you after you find Jesus? That he doesn't just say, job finished, this one's found Jesus, let me move on to the next person. No, he keeps focused on you, but instead of trying to fight for your soul, instead he fights to keep you ineffective. Ineffective and unsatisfied. That's his goal once you enter into a relationship with Jesus. And strongholds accomplish that for him. Finally, they rob us of our abundant life. Have you forgotten that Jesus wants you to have, even offers you, real, joyful, and abundant life? You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that you should wake up in the morning feeling joy and victory. Do you know joy is one of the natural results of being one with the Holy Spirit, of living in the Holy Spirit. The stronger He gets within you, the more fruit He produces in you. And joy is one of those key fruits. Jesus wants you to experience joy. He wants you to experience life. It belongs to you. He died so that you might have it. Joy, satisfaction, life in abundance. I'm not saying life will be easy, it's not going to be easy, but it can be abundant. 
You can feel satisfied in it. That's Jesus' greatest desire for you. That's why I love this verse, because we, we get stuck in these strongholds and they fill our heads with all these lies and all these, all these different things that simply aren't true, that we've just got to come to our senses. 2 Timothy 2.26 says, they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. we got to come to our senses and escape from these lies that are keeping us trapped in this fortress of frustration. So how do we do that? Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some practical steps today to break free from some lies. But first, you got to commit. Because here's the thing. How do we do this? How do we, how do we break free from all these strongholds? How do we break free from this world that we've lived in our entire life? Well, you got to commit. You can't go in halfway. It doesn't come from listening to a preacher for 30 minutes three times and then you're good. It's not like that. you got to really dig in. you got to say, if I'm going to break free, I'm going to break free. I believe that in the power of Jesus' name that I can be free from these strongholds. I believe in Jesus' name that I don't have to feel this way anymore, that I don't have to act this way anymore, that I don't have to do these things anymore, and you've got to commit to it. You've got to really believe in it. Listen, you got to come, you got, I want you to be here for every week of this series. All three weeks, I'm going to give you more stuff to do, more things to take home, more hard work. Because Did you know that all good things in life, anything that's worth doing requires hard work? It's going to require some hard work for you today, but you got to commit to it. You got to come, you got to be here, you got to get in a life group, you got to pull people around you because hear me say this you can't do it by yourself. It's too hard. You need folks linked arms alongside you, you need people to hold you up because you're going to want to fall down once or twice along the way. You got to get in a life group, you got to be here, you got to listen, you got to say, I can do this. I think you need a pep talk. I think you need a pep talk first. Come on. Listen, Luke 11, 21 and 22. Maybe you're thinking, I can't do this because, you know what? My enemy has got me trapped and he's too strong. Every time I try to push forward, I feel a stronger hand pushing me back again. I can't do this. You don't understand. I've fought this battle before and it ended poorly then and it's going to end poorly now. Listen to me. You're speaking lies from the devil. That doesn't come from your father. That doesn't come from the one who rescued you from the grave. Luke eleven twenty one through 22, Jesus is speaking out against the devil. And he says this. He says, when a strong, this is the message version, but all the versions are very similar in this one. He says, when a strong man, armed to the teeth, stands guard in his front yard, his property is safe and sound. Maybe you feel like you're somebody else's property. Maybe you feel like you're the property of these strongholds or these lies in your life. Maybe you feel like someone is around you that is too strong for anyone to penetrate. But listen to who Jesus is. But what if a stronger man comes alongside us with superior weapons? What if a stronger man comes along with superior weapons? Then he's beaten at his own game. The arsenal that gave him such confidence hauled off and his precious possessions plundered. You guys know that Jesus wants to plunder in Jesus' name? Come on. He's a stronger presence. Ain't nobody stronger than our God. Nobody is stronger than our God. Nothing can prevent him from breaking through to you. I got another good news for you. Listen to this Isaiah. This isn't even on the screen. This came this morning. I was thinking about this because I just repeat this one over and over in my head. It's a promise I need. Isaiah 54, 17. The prophet says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Listen to that. Listen to it for a minute. No weapon. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's a promise from your God. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. 
God is with you. He is with you and he will protect you and he will stand beside you and he has already fought for your freedom and he has bled and died for your freedom and he has defeated the grave so that you could have freedom. He's done this for you. Listen to me. He's done this for you. Now you've got to fight too. You've got to fight too, but you can do it. You can do this. You can be free. You can break free. You can find freedom. You've got to believe me. You've got to believe me. If we're going to do this, we've got to do it together. We've got to do this together. All right? You ready? All right, here's a few things we can do. Here's three things that you can start doing today to live the life that I believe you were designed to live. Number one, number one, take back your thought life. Take back your thought life. Maybe you're, you're starting to realize that I've talked about this one every week for the last four weeks. Because I believe that 2018 is the year we start taking back our thought life. I believe it's the year we start to say no to the lies that we repeat over and over and over again in our minds. Wars are won in the mind. Listen to me. We've got to take back our thought life. Strongholds start with a wrong way of thinking. We talked about this a lot in the last series because we're talking about our emotional, physical, and spiritual health. And all of those things get weak when we have the wrong way of thinking. And strongholds are often to blame for that. Strongholds always begin in our thought life. Look back with me at the passage we studied last week, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Do you see all those highlighted words? All of it's talking about what's going on in your mind, the way that you think, the way that you speak to yourself, the way that you, who you let control your thoughts, who you let into your mind. Listen, whatever controls your mind controls your future. Whatever controls your mind controls your future. It can be the hope and the truth and the life that comes from the Holy Spirit built on the promises of God, or it can be the sinful nature that tells you a lie after a lie and steals the joy and peace right out from under you. Who's it going to be? Who's going to control your thought life? There's a war going on for your mind right now, and it's time to tip the scales. You need to recite this. You need to remember this. I will never change my mind until I change the way I think. See, it starts in our thought processes, the way we've trained our brain to function, the the way we've trained it to operate. And we've talked about a, a lot over the last few weeks about changing the way you think about yourself, even just how you think in general. And I want to give you, so if, if you want more info on that, go back and watch the last three messages. I've talked about it a lot. I want to give you something new today. Here's something new on how to retrain your thoughts a practice that will, I promise you, if you will commit to it, it will help you retrain your thought life. It'll help you take back your thought life. I want you to fast. Ooh, nobody likes to hear that word because we love to eat. I want you to fast, and I want you to fast food. Food, and here's why. Here, here, here let me give you some specifics. I, jo- I want you to join me. Here's what I'm going to do. Over, between, over the course of this series, because I believe that God's got this series for somebody here. I believe that somebody here needs to break free from a stronghold and needs to break free from it for good. And I believe you need to commit to everything that we're asking you to do to get into this process. And so I'm with you. I'm with you in this, in this process. And over the next 
uh, three weeks. It's actually like two weeks in a day if we're really counting it out. It's like 15 days between now and February 11th when we wrap up this series. I want you to fast from something. Now, if you've never fasted before, let me not recommend that for the next 15 days you don't eat any food and just drink water. That will not go well for you. You've got to kind of work your body up to that. I want you to just pick an area of food to fast. I'm going to fast from sugar because I love sweets, and I'm compelled towards sweets, honestly. I, I can't, I, honestly, I eat sweets more than I have control over eating sweets. And so I'm going to be staying away from anything that has sugar in it, okay? So not like bread. I'm not going to get super specific with you. I'm fasting sugar. Here's why it matters to fast from something like that, something that you love. Could be anything. Could be, you could fast from meat for a few days. You could fast from dairy products. You could fast from uh, bacon, which would be really hard. You could fast from bread. You could fast from a lot of different things, you know, some sort of food thing that you feel really compelled towards, something that's in your regular diet often. You fast from something like that, and it teaches you discipline. It teaches you that the spiritual is more important than the physical, it teaches you to take a little bit of your mind, a little focus during every day. Every time you feel that desire to go hit the sweet tarts in the drawer in the kitchen or that desire to go grab a cupcake from the break room at work, it takes that little piece of your mind and you have to stop and say no. I'm not going to think like that anymore. I'm committing this to God. I'm giving myself to him. I'm going I'm to pray in this moment. I'm going to declare God's promises in this moment and I'm going to move through it. That's what fasting does. That's why it's so beneficial to the spiritual life. It teaches you the discipline you need to move forward from these things. And so I would invite you to fast with me over the next couple of weeks. Pick something and just stick with it and let it start to retrain your brain, to teach you that you can control your thought life. Second thing, here's the big one. Second thing that we need to do is identify the lie. Mm. We need to identify the lie. What area of your life are you believing a lie? You've got a lie being repeated over and over in your mind that you have begun to believe. I've had so many lies rattling around in my head in my life. When I was a teenager, I had this lie in my head that people didn't like me, that people thought I was weird, and it caused me to keep my circle of friends really tight. That was a lie. People love me was a lie from the devil. When I was a young man, I had this lie rattling around in my head that I was worthless, no good to anybody, that, that it, people were better not having relationships with me. I, I started to even believe that the world was better without me in it. That was a lie from the devil. Just a few years ago, I had this lie rattling around in my head when I was called to plant a church that I would never be good enough to do that. Never be talented enough. Never be able to do it. Never have the skills necessary. I believe that was a lie. That was a lie. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. That was a lie. Listen, you've got to identify the lie. You've got a lie rattling around in your head, and it's become so familiar that you're starting to hear it in your own voice. That's a lie from the enemy. So what is your lie about? Have you come to believe that your addiction is a habit or that you've got it all under control? Or that everyone does this? That it just doesn't affect you that much? What's your lie? Have you come to believe that this is all you are? That this stronghold, this thing, that this is all you'll ever be? That you'll, you were made this way? You came out broken. You can't get better. So why even try? What's the lie rattling around in your head today? Do you believe that you would be better off alone? 
Or that others are better off not knowing your problems? Or do you believe that the world would be better off if you weren't here? Do you believe that that hurt you have will never heal? That the wound is just too deep? Do you believe that you could never forgive that person because they hurt you so badly? Do you believe your, your grudge, your bitterness, your anger towards them hurts anybody other than you? What lie are you believing? Do you believe that you don't have worth? Or that you don't have value? Or that you're not good enough? That your mistakes are too big? That you're too deep into this lifestyle? Listen to me. Those are lies from the devil, and I think you know they are. It's time to say it out loud. John 8.44 says this, When the devil lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Listen to me this morning. Look up here. When we expose the lie, we defeat the liar. you got to call out those lies in your life. you got to believe they're not true. you got to know that those lies don't define you. They're not your truth. They're not who you are. You have a father of truth who wants to speak promises to you, but the father of lies is just whispering these things in your ear, and you can be free from these lies. But you got to call them what they are. You can't believe them anymore. you got to say this is a lie. It's time to take power away from the father of lies in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you can be free from these lies. You don't have to believe them anymore. You don't have to say they're your truth. You don't have to act like they're your truth anymore. You are more than the sum of your mistakes. You are more than your addictions. You are more than your habits. You are more than the way you think your mind works. You're more than that because you were crafted and created by a perfect creator. Listen to me. He's got dreams for you. He's got purpose for you, plans for you, and it will shape your life to start saying this is a lie and it's not true about me. You've got to identify the lie. And here's the third thing that we need to do today. We need to replace the lie with God's truth. Replace the lie with God's truth. Here's a truth that we need to let sink in this morning. Nothing is bigger or more powerful than our God. Nothing. Do you believe that? Listen. Listen. Nothing. Nothing. Not your sin. Not, not the, your ability to hurt people. Not your ability to receive people's hurt. None of it. Nothing is more powerful than our God. Your anger is not more powerful than our God. Your bitterness is not more powerful than our God. Your addictions are not more powerful than our God. Do you believe that your addictions can't be broken by our God? Listen to me. They're not more powerful than our God. you got to believe that today. I want to convince you of that. Nothing is bigger. No other name on earth comes close to the name of Jesus, to the name of Yahweh, and it is a name that offers freedom, that can break every chain in your life. Listen, you've got to believe this. Nothing is more powerful than our God. Our God can break every chain, can bring light into every area of darkness, and can free every prisoner. Maybe you think, listen, some people just can't change. You're wrong. You're wrong. My God can do anything. 
I've never met somebody that couldn't be changed. I've seen change in people's life like you wouldn't believe. I've seen transformations that made a person unrecognizable in Jesus' name. Listen to me. He can do it. He can do it. Maybe you think it's too late for me. I've just gone too far. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Listen, if the grave isn't too far for God to bring you back from, nothing else is. And he can bring you back from the grave. Listen, nothing is too powerful for our God. You can do this. He can do this in you. Listen, maybe you think, maybe you think it's just too late, that it's gone, that it's gone on for too long, that it, you don't, you, the work is going to kill you to try to do this. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. It's going to bring you life. You need to understand today that there's a war going on in the realm of the spiritual there's a war between light and dark, and we can't always see it, but we can feel it. We can feel it, and there's good news. See, we already know who's going to win this war. The end has already been written. We just have to fight to minimize the casualties. There's a passage about the armor of God I want to read to you this morning because we need the armor of God today. We need it. We need him. We need him to cover us. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil, even in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with this belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, the righteousness that Jesus gave you on the cross, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Do you ever feel like flaming arrows are pouring down on you you're like you're in some pre, uh, medieval movie? You're just sitting there and they're just falling down. The enemy's just pouring them down on you. Lie after lie, bad day after bad day. Does it ever feel like when you have a bad day it all just happens at one time? Like everything just starts to fall apart all at once. It's not just one thing that goes wrong. It's everything that goes wrong. Listen to me, there is a shield of truth to protect you against those lies. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. We need this armor of God. We need the Word of God in prayer if we're going to beat this. We need His promises. We need His truth. We need His righteousness if we're going to beat this. Two things you need to do to replace the lie with God's truth. You need to pray. You need to pray. I sat down with somebody that I love this week who is believing the lie. He was believing the worst lies, just the worst lies, and they were overtaking his life. I said, man, how much you praying? And he said, I'm praying a lot, man. I'm getting up, and I'm just praying. And I said, well, then whatever you're doing is not enough. However much. Is it an hour? It's not enough. If, it's not, if, it, if, you're, if the lie is still more powerful than the truth, it's not enough. 
listen, whatever you're doing right now, if the lie is more powerful than the truth, it's not enough. Do more. You're praying an hour, you need to pray two hours. I hate to break it to you. In this season, you're going to have to make time. You need to get before the Lord. You need to pray. Pray changes things. We see in the Bible several different times, prayer even changes the mind of God. God decides he's going to do something and his people come before him with prayer and he does something else. Prayer is powerful. Prayer breaks chains. Prayer brings the Spirit's presence greater power in your life. Listen to me. You need to pray more. You need to pray more. There's an old uh, pastor saying, I love old pastor sayings, man, cliches. I live for them. There's one that's called push. Push. You ever heard push? You got to push sometimes. You got to pray in a way that's going to make you push sometimes. That means you got to pray until something happens. You got to pray until something happens. Listen, if it's not happening yet, you got to keep praying. You're still in the praying season. You got to pray more. You got to tell your father about your needs. You got to pray until you got no words left. Until all that's coming out is just the groanings of your spirit. It's just tears. It's just moments of silence between you and your father. You got to pray until something happens. You got to keep pushing in on prayer. Second thing you need to do is you need to just rely on God's word. You need to read his word. You know where I would start? His promises. His promises are full and they are plenty and they are all throughout the scripture and God's promises always come true. Always. They never fail. They never stop. They never falter. He doesn't make promises he can't keep. You need to read God's promises. We've made that easy for you today. If you go onto our website, you can print this out at home. Go to, your, go to our website. There's a banner across the top. Right there, it says download PDF of God's promises in Scripture here. We put all God's promises, like 47 of them or something like that, in one PDF for you to memorize. Memorize 47 Bible verses this year. Come on, somebody. There's 52 weeks. That's less than one a week. Come on. You need God's promises because you're going to retrain your thought life. If you're going to do that, if you're going to identify a lie in your life, if you're going to replace that lie with God's truth, you need God's truth to do it. And so you need to print out three copies of this. You need one on your desk at work. You need one at home somewhere in the kitchen. And you need one to keep in your pocket for all the times in between. Listen, God's promises, his truth, they can deliver you from this. They can bring you away from this. Listen, we're going to get deep into this next week. We're going to go into a specific area, a stronghold that we deal with a lot. And I'm excited to talk about it, but it's going to be hard. And I need you to do the work to get there. I need you to commit to get there next week. I need you to, just today, let's just, let's just say these are lies. Maybe it's going to take a long time for you to stop buying into this lie, but you can. You just got to say, this is a lie, and I can be free from it, and the devil doesn't have power over me anymore because Jesus has the power over me. And in Jesus' name, I will break this stronghold, and this lie just keeps coming in my ears, and I can hear it still. I can hear it right now, but in Jesus' name, this is a lie, and I won't listen to the father of lies anymore because I follow the father of light, and he is going to bring light into my darkness, and I will be free from this. Amen? Come on. Come on. Make up your mind right now significance in this life is yours if you take it. Jesus bled and died to give you freedom, but you've got to take it. Now, maybe you're terrified right now. Maybe you've lived in this lie for so long. You've believed it for so long. It's been a part of your life for so long, maybe as long as you can remember. And you just, you're so afraid of the unknown that you would rather die in the toxic than live in the unknown. Some people would rather die in the toxic than live in the unknown. Listen to me. That is no way to live. 
the toxic, this, these lies, these things that you let control you, define you, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And it will be a difficult path ahead. But I promise you, I promise you it's worth it. But you got to dig in. In Jesus' name, you can be free. You can be free. You can be free today. Let's pray. God, be glorified in this place, Lord. We honor you. We bow before you, God. We acknowledge that you are the stronger man in this battle, God. We acknowledge that there is no force that can come against you and win, Father. And God, we are, we are broken and we feel, we feel beaten down and we feel defeated. And God, we, just, we don't feel like we can just keep going on our own anymore. So Lord, we're just asking you to lift us up to pick us up, to hold us up, to move us into freedom, God, to walk with us. God, bring the people beside us that will hold our arms up when they're too weak to hold up on our own. And God, let us walk into freedom. Lord, we just believe that you died to give it to us, Father, that you want it for us, that the only reason for us to remain prisoners is because we choose to remain prisoners. God, we renounce that today. In Jesus' name, we say we're not going to be a prisoner for one more day. We're not chained to the wall anymore. We can be free. God, lead us into freedom today. Lead us into freedom from these things. Beat down these strongholds in our life, God. In Jesus' name, we believe you have the power to break every stronghold in our life, to break every chain that holds us down, God. In Jesus' name, we believe that you can set all the captives free, that there is not a prisoner in this room that you don't hold the key for. And so, God, we just invite you to free us. Lord, we're committed to it. We'll work for it, God. We'll stand firm against the attacks of the enemy, knowing that we've got in front of us your strength and your might and your power. God, may your promises fill our hearts and our minds. May your promises overwhelm us with truth so that these lies would have no ground to stand on, Lord. That we would hear your truth every time a lie comes into our brain. That, God, we would believe that you can free us from this. Because you've promised that you would. You said, I have come to set the oppressed free. God, we have been oppressed for too long and we are thirsty for freedom. Give us freedom, Lord. Give us freedom, God. We're asking for it. We want it. We're here for it, Father. We lift your name up. We worship you. We glorify you for the work you've already done. And we stand in anticipation of the one you're going to do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.